Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. I'm your host, Danielle, and welcome back to another episode of The Mom Files. This week on the podcast, I am talking with author Danielle Spar, who is a mom to two, an author of The Logan Scott Files, which is a mystery series and younger age chapter book for kids. We talk about what got her into writing making that step into publishing her books. We talk about motherhood, some of the struggles that the pandemic has left, and just life in general. And of course, we end our episode with a really fun game of Open Up. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. All right. So I am talking with author Danielle Spar. So you are a children's book author, which is very exciting. Yes. Yes. It's a dream of mine. Excellent. And so I was kind of reading over your bio and, and all of those good things. And I saw that you actually wrote these books like 12 years ago, started with some of these stories. Yeah. The pandemic kind of kicked you into high gear to get them out there. Exactly. It was kind of my silver lining for the pandemic, <laughs> you know, because I'm a hairdresser and banquet server. So both jobs were completely um, closed. And so I was like, okay, now what? And I thought about that book again. I was like, man, I wonder, I wonder what it's like now. So that's what started it. I did start doing research and, um, whether I should send it off to some of the big traditional houses, or now there's hybrid houses or self-publish it. And so, yeah, after researching a ton, I decided to self-publish this first time around and it was pretty cool. It, it was the first book, the first edition was a disaster, but (laughs) between you and me, exactly. Right. (laughs) I would love to grab all those. Although, you know, I know it shows like the progress, but Yeah, I one night just threw it up on Amazon. I was like, oh, let me just sketch these primitive drawings. And yeah, because I had the story. Um, My son was four years old and he, both my kids were um, really good readers. And so they would always be in the group ahead. And sometimes I really didn't want them reading that type of material yet. Yeah. Um, You know, whether it's too scary or whatever. And So I came up with a story about my son, Logan Scott, and he could find anything. And so it was like this every night I had to come up with something else that he had to find. (laughs) I love that because I, so my daughter is six and she's reading um, at a second grade level. And that's Mm -hmm. often, I'm just like, well, I don't know if we're quite there yet. So we read a lot of chapter books together because it's fun. We've done, right, we're in between Nancy Drew and the Clue Crew. Oh, and cool. So I think she's going to love your book. Like, it's going to be right up her alley. And then I'm also reading Harry Potter with her. I don't okay. know how far we're going to get in the series before we're too scared. Right. 
Right. So yeah. we're, we're at the second book, but, and then we lighten things up, but I know she's going to dive right into, to Logan and Emily's story. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, um, I did the same thing with my kids. I, we read Junie B. Jones and I just laughed. I would, I mean, me and my sister still will read like a phrase because it's just so darn funny. And it's our kids. Our kids are, are that kid that just says whatever it's thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no matter where we are. And um, yeah, so I wanted to create a book that was also enjoyable to read from the parent standpoint, you know, so that they would get kind of maybe some jokes that the kids, you know, it's not, it's funny, but it's more like, oh, the mom's like, oh yeah. <laughs> you so, know, are chuckling, but, but the parents feeling it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So are you, your kids are, are older now? Yep. So Logan is 17. Um, he was 16 when I decided to do this. He turned 17 in March and he was a really good sport because of course he's, he's not a, a kid anymore and he's on this brink of young adulthood yes. and to have your mom like just out there about a story when he was little. Yeah that has his name on it. And um, at first I was like, oh, how's this going to go? And I went and, and did it. And I said, you know, what do you think about this? And he's like, you know what? It's pretty cool. And I thought that oh, was God. pretty sweet. Yeah. And if a teenager tells you it's cool, like, oh. right. <laughs> oh, oh my God. You just probably almost... don't double check. Exactly. After I got off the floor from yeah. <laughs> being bowled over, exactly, I was like, wow. So, but I, um, and my daughter too, she is um, really supportive. She does my editing a lot of times because she was an editor in high school and loves books as well. So it's, you know, definitely a family affair. My husband's very supportive. Um, so yeah, and I just, I now on um, fourth book going to be out, um, in That's November. Crazy. Yeah. Now, are you an illustrator as well then? Or with that first book, did you do the, the whole gambit? I did. And so I went back after, cause, okay. So I was, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I'll just throw this up. Amazon has this new self-publishing thing. Super cool. And didn't know what I was doing at all. And, um, we were like, you know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid has stick figures, you know, like, yeah, how hard can it be? And afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, they are a big name. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know how to turn that off. I tried the other day, and I swear, I need a five-year-old to come and show me how to do <laughs> technology. <laughs> yes. But Oh, so yeah. And of course now I'm like, what was I saying? <laughs> That's my brain. <laughs> Where uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid has stick yes. figures. So I started redoing the pictures and learning more about shading and things like that. And so I went through and I redid them and then I got a professional to do the cover. Um, and I just actually redid the cover today and posted it um 
and I really he I really like the illustrator that I found for my cover because cover is even different than illustrating because it's a different format and um, just the the background has to be different and I was like I tried it and I was like this is not my forte I will stick to illustrating and growing my niche with that and who knows maybe down the road I'll I'll have a professional um, illustrator I mean I'm not opposed to that so <laughs> that's exciting and it, it must be just even in working with somebody else having them kind of bring that vision to life and, yes. and seeing it through somebody else's eyes yes yes because I was like okay this this is the boy Logan and he's like okay what does he like and so I did and you know even just the age that he drew it at I was like that's it. That's the age that I wanted to portray um, in the first two books. So I did have a different one do the third one. And um, it looks, he looks a little younger. Um, but I went through and I'm like, man, do I do it again? But I go, I went through a bunch of books, like I went to Target and I was like, okay, let me snoop. And I like saw it and I was like, oh yeah, everyone's kind of done that where they maybe use one illustrator this book and then they're like oh I'm gonna do a, this illustrator you know until they find yeah. one that jives mm -hmm. and it's I mean it's every story is also a little bit different and I mean as we go mm -hmm. through life our appearance changes and, yep. and there's so I mean it, it makes sense yeah yep have you always written so like when you were I mean obviously the book is like was written 12 years ago you started but growing up was writing something that you were passionate about i love to write i yep we um i went to all the way through eighth grade in new england and um the school that i went to was very um ahead of its time as far as um the learning that they were the teaching that they were implementing and so they had us um, do a book and send it off and get it done. And ever since that time, I was like, man, that was so fun. And I just loved it. And so I'd write here and there, um, nothing ever serious. I'd write poems. But when, after I had kids, when I sat down and wrote, and then fast forward to the pandemic, I was like, and then of course, after getting sick, I was like, I got to do this. You know, life is short. You never know what's going to happen. And I don't want to have a regret like, oh, I should have done this, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I think, I mean, also being in inheritance, inherit, like you're obviously an inherently creative person. So it seems natural to just find different outlets to be creative. Mm -hmm. Do you find that either one of your children also have that knack for writing. I know you mentioned your daughter did some editing, but do you see that? Mm -hmm. I do. And she's, I've read some of her books and I'm like, why don't you publish? Like, I'll help you. And she's like, uh-uh, nope, nope. You can be the author in the family. And I'm like, oh, she's really talented. And she has a way with words um, that maybe one day, you know, when, Maybe when I make it, she'll see it's possible. <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite things about becoming a parent is when you see those, those traits or those skills that you have in your children and you're just like, you're, you're such a part of me. That is yes. just 
such a neat feeling, which I didn't know that I would have. Yeah. Like now she's 20 and about when she was in her last year, finals were getting crazy. And so I came up with this. Okay. After finals are done, we're going to some hotel and we're going to just read. We're going to do what we want, have coffee. And that's, we started kind of a tradition. So anything like really stressful or um, big, it's like, okay, we're going to go away in, you know, once this is done just for a day or two, and I'll be able to do nothing but read and lay in bed and just do what I want. Um, And to see that, like, we're, we're very compatible that way. We travel well together. So it's a nice, I really enjoyed, like you said, um, seeing that in her and how much we both love reading that we could do that all day together and totally think it's the best day ever. Oh, I love that. What were some of your favorite books growing up or even some of your favorite stories or authors that you've gained inspiration from? So I love Barbara Parker's Junie B. Jones. Love, love, love them. Um, I was, when I was a tween um, teenager, I loved the Babysitter's Club series. I ate those up. I mean, I couldn't wait for the next one to be released. It was pretty funny. And I babysat. I had my own little business of regular clients. Um, So I love that series. I loved, um, oh, what is the name? And he's looking over a cliff and it's um, the West side or upside down. Oh, now I can't remember the name of the book. I'll have to get back to that. But, um, and of course, Dr. Seuss, I loved when I was even littler, green eggs and ham. I just thought that was hilarious. Like eggs could be green. Um, I just yeah. read my daughter, Oh, the places you'll go the other night. It was like a sobbing mess. And I was just like, get it together. She's like, I don't know why you're crying. It's a yellow kid walking on a road. Mom, I'm like, you're going to go places that are topsy turvy. <laughs> she's like, okay, so glad we got this book. You seem so happy. <laughs> All these bright colors really hitting the joy notes. Right? (laughs) Oh, kids are hilarious. That would be something my daughter would be like, like, seriously, mom? (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) One day when you're going off to university, this is going to, this is going to hit you. Yes. Yes. Um, Our book was, I love you to the moon and back. Love that book. Also a good one. Yeah, it was that one. Um, we would just say that, you know, when say things were getting stressful or, or something and I, you know, um, we would just be like, love you to the moon and back and, or I love you to forever and back. I won. <laughs> you know? We've had a few of those competitions on the way out the door. <laughs> All of a sudden like Pluto went back five billion times. And I'm like, I can't think that would be good for the environment. So that's a lot of fuel. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Disqualified. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, funny. So where do you, do you plan on maybe writing other books or sticking with this one story? What are sort of your, your future plans? 
So I have a novel in the, the making and um, it is one of those, a 45 year old looking back at the choices she made um, growing up and how that's made her who she is, the good, the bad, the ugly. And she's just reflecting now, you know, of all those choices and how that's shaped, how she thinks um, of things, how her relationships are. So that's in the mix. I, I have it done in my head. I just have to get it on paper. Um, and then I have a picture book that I'm doing where the next one, um, I did one that was um, more something that I did for um, the little kids in my congregation. And it was about being humble and a funny little book for them. And I gave it to them. So the next one I want um, to be, it's okay to say no, because my daughter, when she was in fourth to fifth grade, had high anxiety all of a sudden. And I was like, she was having stomach aches and didn't want to go to school. And then she, her grades were dropping a little. And I was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. So I went in and I would volunteer and, and like do tests or whatever. And I noticed that the other girls in her class weren't getting very good grades. So we sat down one time and I was like, so I, I know, you know, this stuff, you know, what is going on? And she's like, mom, it's not cool to be smart girl. And I just, my heart kind of broke. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I raised her to be a very independent go-getter. And to hear that, that, that obviously the peer pressure to fit in, mm -hmm. that we all want to fit in. Oh, yeah. And so um, we ended up, even the pediatrician, we took, because I was like, okay, you can't keep missing school with these yeah. stomach aches. <laughs> um, and he's like, she's, she's too smart for her own good. Like she is, gets it, like what's going on around her, where a lot of times kids are just kind of in their own mm -hmm. mode or whatever. She can sense, like, say someone's irritated at her, like at a young age. Yes. So I, can, and I, she, I feel that. <laughs> yes. And it's hard because you want them to be that person to, to, you know, you're, you're proud of them to be being that smart, but then you're like, oh, emotionally, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. What the world's going to give you. And her friends would, you know, invite her places and she would be like, yes, yes. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And then too many things would be going on and she'd get a stomach ache. So that's what this book is about is she gets invited to all these things and, oh yes, I'm going to do that. And, oh yes, I'm going to do that. And then she's not feeling so well the day of. And so we talk about it in the book and say, it's okay to say no. Yeah. If you just need a day to chill, it's okay to say no. I love so. that. I think that is, that is a book that should be in every classroom. It is such an important message because even, even like my three-year-old son, those are things where I'm like, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And then trying to get a child to understand the feelings that they're going through and like, well, if I respond in this way, 
this is how that's going to make that person feel. How is that going to make me feel? I don't yes. want those feelings. Yes, yes. And, and teaching a child that somebody else's feelings aren't on you. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is so hard. So I feel I, I love and liking this concept. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's kind of, I wish this book was out when Taylor was that age, because, you know, mom says it and it's just like, oh, your mom, yes. you know, so I'm hoping with this book out there that, um, you know, kind of like that uh, Pinkalicious or, you know, those kind of books where the girls really, there's a message in there, but yet they love the character, you know, yes. too. That's yeah, what I'm hoping. You're for tricked this. into learning something. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's funny that you bring that up because the last book that I did with Logan and Emily, I snuck a little lesson in there too about friendship mm-hmm. when Logan ends up yelling at Emily and Emily gets super mad and goes off. And then Logan feels really bad how he yelled at her and was like, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, make it good. And then the next day, Emily comes and she's like, they, they work it out. Logan says, sorry. And, and he's like, so, so are we friends? And she's like, Logan, if I was not friends with everyone I fought with, I would have no friends. (laughs) Which is also so true. Yeah. So it's nice to put those like lessons, uh, life lessons in there without them coming out real strongly as a lesson. Yes. Now I find, I, I feel like this was the perfect time for you to start releasing books. So I'm thinking about all of like the inherent screen time that kids are having. Yes. And to just be able to sit down and have books with characters that you're relating to stories that are having like a good message with them Mm -hmm. like what perfect timing if we're making lemonade out of like the crap of the world exactly of 2020 (laughs) yes so I mean I feel like it all came together and everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. so this was I'm so excited that that these books are out. I know, um, I know Summer's going to have so much fun reading them. So I'm excited to, to message you later. <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell you all her little quips. Now you have, so you just have two kids. Mm-hmm. So what, what is something that you would think, what was one of the most challenging things being, um, going, going through parenthood or going through motherhood? What was, what were some of those challenges? Um, that you faced. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to always be the best mom, you know, we play as little girls with dolls and we think we've got it, you know, and then we get married and then we're ready to have kids. And we're like, ah, you look at other kids and you're like, I'm not going to let my kid do that. You know? And then you have one. Yes. And they make a liar out of you. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, and the biggest thing for me was, when they were little, figuring out their emotions, because both had such strong emotions that even at two years old, like why did she have a meltdown at the grocery store after I picked her up at kindergarten, you know? And then I find out that 
oh, she actually needs to go home, de-stress because she is constantly on at school. She was like that little one, like, and she needed to decompress. And then about two hours later, she would be fine again. But it took me how many tantrums to figure that out. (laughs) Well, and then sometimes you're like, no, I just got to get stuff done. Exactly. We all just got to get through that. So it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then into the teenage years, it's the same thing where, okay. And, and the biggest thing I think as a parent is knowing when to um, loosen the reins, Mm -hmm. knowing when, um, okay, I'm going to give you that responsibility now and let you make a few choices on your own. And then seeing how you do, okay, great, good, good choice. And then, okay, I'm going to let you have a little more freedom, you know, as they grow up. Yeah. No one gives you a guidebook like, okay, at 15, he can do this, 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 this. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, you see other parents maybe uh, letting things be done. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm not okay with that. And then dealing with that where, you know, our house rules may be different from other house rules. Yes. We're going through that a lot right now. So my kids are three and a half years between them. My daughter is six turning seven. My son just turned three. And first of all, realizing that everything I had learned with her, like throw that out the window. Yes. Kid number two is not the same and you still know nothing. (laughs) Yep. So like simple things like potty training, which was a breeze the first time, like, no, it, it doesn't work mm-hmm. the same. And then even as simple as teaching the alphabet to one child versus the next, mm-hmm. everything is different. And then what we're going through right now, we have a lot of like, these are our rules in our house and this is how we act. And this is how we treat people. We can't tell people that they're wrong when we see them out because they're allowed to do something differently than we are. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't get to um, parent other people. Also you're sick. So you can't parent people. Anyway. <laughs> they but will just, try. <laughs> yes. But understanding that just because you have your own personal, like everybody has their own personal sets of rules and nothing yeah. is inherently right or wrong. Right. We all just have to exist and we we can't be putting people in their place. Yes. I know. my son. Oh yeah. He was the kid on the bus that, um, he got, you know, exposed to, I think every swear word in the book, once he started riding the bus and he would, and he's just this until he like hit his growth spurt, he was just sprite of a kid. And he was like, yeah, no, you shouldn't swear. You know what my mom says? people that swear they don't know very many words so they only can use those (laughs) and I'm like oh Logan (laughs) and I mean I slip up and you know and everything which he was all the kids you know my kids were always like if I made a mistake they're like mom mom you're in trouble you da 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 We just had a situation where I was putting my son to bed one evening and I thought he dropped an F-bomb at me. 
And I was like, we do not say that word. That is a bad word. And he was so confused. Like bad like poop. Yes, that is bad like poop. We do not say these words. And like, where did you learn this data? So I put him to bed. I come down and I get my husband in a lot of trouble. Two days later, I'm putting my sweet son to bed again. And he says it again. I go, Lincoln, I've told you this is a bad word. He goes, no, mom, I'm flicking you. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> but they have those cute little, little, you know, kids voices. Yeah. So and I'm like, oh, well, that's not a bad word. He goes, I know. <laughs> oh, he was like going with it. He's like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. And then he's like, are you sure poop's a bad word? Oh, he's like, hey, maybe I can get something out of judgment, lady. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I've never told my husband. I was like, you know what? He like, he downloaded like a, like a virtual swear jar, basically. Oh, funny. I was like, he's taking this. So we'll find out whether or not he listens to my podcast. <laughs> And then, yeah, <laughs> this will be a really great tell. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's when my daughter was learning words, her pacifier. I don't know why she came up with this name, but she called it fugger <laughs> with a G because pacifier. Yeah. But yeah. So screaming in the store, I want my fugger. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't think she was saying bugger. She, yeah. <laughs> was like, it's the pat, it's the suit, the dummy pat, any other word would have worked. Yes. Oh, oh gosh. I feel like that needs to be on a t shirt. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. We have had uh, my, my daughter doing virtual learning. I always set her up with extra um, work just because she, she does work a little bit faster than some of the other kids in her class. We always have extra books, reading, writing books. And her teacher asked her to answer one of the questions. And Summer goes, oh, I don't know where we are. And she goes, well, what are you doing? She goes, I'm doing the work mom gives me when I'm bored of you people. <laughs> It's great. It take moment. She was like, "Well, I do appreciate your honesty, Summer. If you could answer number five. Oh my goodness! I was just like, it's the extra work to stimulate you. Yes. So now, did you find that out from her or the teacher? Both. Oh no. Both. Her teacher, I will say, sent like a very like funny message about it, and then she was just like. Let me know oh if you goodness. need any extra, extra work. <laughs> I was like, we've got it covered. Thanks. Oh, yeah. The prepping the teachers is key, too. Yes. I mean, they know. They know that kids are little. But, of course, they're also trained to know um, signs of, say, abuse. And <laughs> I would be like, okay, so my daughter's going to say things. I just know it. And they're going to come across wrong <laughs> because she's very literal. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, we had a couple where a couple times that I was like, oh, Taylor, you didn't. And she's like, what? What? I just told him. <laughs> and whatever it was, I just remember saying, well, the teacher knows how you are. So I, I think we're safe. 
Oh, goodness. So what would you say? I know we have our, our, you have a picture book that is in the works, you have a novel, but what is sort of the five-year plan? So the five-year plan is, um, I definitely, the, the novel that I'm writing, um, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a trilogy. And um, I love solo books drive me nuts because mm -hmm. I become so invested. Like, yes. I need to go through your entire life. Yeah, exactly. Birth to death. Come on. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> So give me I'm all the, the multi-part series, please. Yes. Okay. So yes. And um, that's going to be, that's going to be an emotional one too. It's going to take a lot out of me because I'm of course basing things off my own life. Um, but I'd like to have by then um, at least 10 Logan Scott's 10 to 12 in the series. Um, and for the picture book have probably less like five, because I'd also like once um, I can have time, I'd really like to work on my skill in illustrating, take some classes um, so that I can then learn more. But yeah, the goal is to not have to do 500 jobs <laughs> and possibly just write. I five, love five years. that. That's, I will buy every book. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Even though you have, have, don't know the novel or. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm already invested. And I love it. <laughs> My bookshelf is always screaming for some new ads. Yo, yo, I hear ya, man. Small business hair accessories, discount codes for you from me. These are a few of my favorite things. And if you've been around for a while, you know one of my personal favorites is Clozo Boco. The amazing girls there have given us a code for you to save 10% off your first order on their brand new website. So use code SUMMER10 and save now. game that I usually play with people. It's called Open Up. Um, in all honesty, I was um, at the grocery store one day and the bottle of wine had a game on it. And I choose my bottles of wine based on the prize I'm going to get with it. <laughs> I didn't know wine had prizes, man. I also got a bamboo straw that day. Wow, I need to go food shopping with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to Canada, where we give you gifts with your wine. Right? <laughs> I need to live there. <laughs> but it's a fun little game. So I, I play it on every episode now. And so it's just a few like rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay, so what is the weirdest way you have made friends with someone? The weirdest way that I've made friends with someone. Um, I was learning, I guess, at a ASL class. 
I, me and Taylor were taking um, a class and there was another um, mom and dad or mom and, and daughter and her daughter was a couple of years older. Um, but you know how, when you meet someone, you just click. Yeah. And so to this day, you know, we're close friends. So who would have thought just, you know, this small little class, I think we went to three is all. Okay. Oh, that's fun. I like that. I'm putting on my glasses so I can see better. <laughs> what is your earliest memory? My earliest memory. Mm. It would definitely be, I remember, so we were um, in New Hampshire. We had just moved there and the house that we had bought was actually a barn, like a legit barn. And my dad redid it for a house, but the downs, the basement always smelled like gas. And I would go down there because I love the smell of gas. <laughs> and I remember that's where dad's motorcycle was. And that's probably my earliest is like going down there, getting on the motorcycle. And I would hold on to his arms. I'd be in the front when I was little with my little helmet and him just tooling around a little. Oh, that's beautiful. Would you say that it is possible to cry underwater? I think so. I think I've done it actually. Um, I don't know if, I mean, like if I really did it or if I just thought I did it, <laughs> but I remember crying and, and going underwater, whether it was the ocean or pool. Um, yeah, so I think it is. Okay. I'm always conflicted because I'm like, I mean, I've cried to a few power ballads in the shower. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I guess that works. I think it was, I got hurt. My leg, I did something in a, in a lake in New Hampshire and I didn't want anyone to know how badly I hurt. Oh, so I stuck my head, head under, under the water. And you, we always opened our eyes under the water, so... <laughs> What would be the title of your memoir? Oh, the hot mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I get saw called something that about that on your Instagram. Yes. Either cray cray, Danny cray cray or hot mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that is incredibly common? Most people have done, but you have never done. Hmm. Most people have done. Well, tried a cigarette. I've never tried a cigarette. My grandpa tried to get me to smoke his cigars when I was little. And uh, he was doing it, I think, just to get a rise out of my mom. But yeah, I love the smell of cigarettes or, or cigars, but never have tried one. All right. So what would be an experience you think everyone should have at least once in their life? I think that the mom relationship, whether you're a boy or a girl, but having that moment where, and whether it's you as the child or you as the parent, that you feel safe, you are cuddled up to your parent and know that no matter what, they've got your back. 
I, I hope that everyone could have that. Yes. That is just that ultimate amount of comfort and just like being completely content. Yeah. And unconditionally loved. Like, you know, like my parent, you know, my dad, I, I always am like, he may not even agree with my decisions as long as they're not illegal. Um, but you know, he will support me if that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I love that. So what are three things that you cannot live without? Red wine books. Boy, three things. More red wine. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) This is the last question. What is the biggest risk you have ever taken? The biggest risk. Well, I did open a salon um, having no capital whatsoever. And it turned out really good. I ended up um, selling it two years later, because it was very stressful. Um, but I, you know, actually made money at it. Um, and now it's the biggest day spa in my town here. So that or jumping off a 40 foot cliff. One or the two. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I like a little risk my life. moment. Yeah, we like cliff jumping in Minnesota. <laughs> Okay. We, well, where we live, there's an airport. We back onto a park and then there's a huge airport, not a huge airport, a small airport behind us. Uh, people parachute all the time. So I'll be like having dinner, but now that we've been here for a little while, my heart handles it better. But I used to be like, so like phone out, let's have 911 on speed dial in case somebody splats during dessert. Oh my goodness. That would be terrifying. To my knowledge, everybody is making it all right. So I'm much calmer about it now. We can even count them. (laughs) Well, that's pretty cool. 15 at a time. And then you'll see like the next cycle go through. Wow. It's, it's neat to look at, but I don't think I'll ever partake in I think it would be fun to do, but I would be so afraid that life that I have, like if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong with me, that my shoot like wouldn't come out or, or, or what's parachute? No. What did you say? Yeah. Parachuting Yeah, or something, you know, but you dropped off a 40 foot cliff. <laughs> I know I had control over my body then I knew okay. I'd have to hit the water Yeah, and I had I put shoes on. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> now, where can people find you? So uh, my website is dcspaarbooks.com. Um, but my books are also on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Excellent. Well, thank you so, so much. This was a thank lot you. of fun. Super fun. And I'm very excited to read all of the books. It was great getting to know you a little bit. Yes, you too. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining the Mom Files. Thank you. 
Thank you so much to Danielle for joining me in this week's episode. I'm really looking forward to see what books you have coming out in the future and really just diving into the Logan Scott files with my little ones. I'm sure it is going to be a top contender in our house. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to next week. That's this week's episode of The Mom Files. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Show us some love by subscribing to our podcast and follow along on Instagram at danielle.delaney613 or visit the blog at littlesummerbee.com. Thanks for listening.